Welcome, I'm Laura, and I find good advice and make it more personal, more intuitive, and more you. This is Secrets Your Mentor Never Told You. Mary Chan is a podcast strategist, voice coach, and voiceover artist who believes in empowering you with the self-confidence to find your voice. During her 20-year career in radio, coaching radio announcers and small business owners on how to read a script and bring it off the page, she's heard firsthand how your voice is the key to connect emotion to emotion with your listeners, to build awareness, credibility, and influence. In 2018, Mary founded Organized Sound Productions, a podcast production and consulting company. And today, you can find her on her own podcast, The Podcaster's Guide to a Visible Voice, where you will empower yourself to amplify your voice, to speak with courage and spirit. Immediately, I was connected to Mary's story about her spark to create her own business after a life-altering incident. Please enjoy our conversation about her journey from radio, her accident, and being downsized, and then finally starting her own business with all the little things she learned along the way. And then I asked him, and he all these things, and I want to bring this up with you, is the similarity with the car accidents, because car accidents oh, geez, yeah. do the same thing as covid they stop you. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way, but totally. Yeah, stopped in her tracks. You thought you were going someplace and you're being carried down that river and then all of a sudden, bam, down on the rocks. Totally. I could just see it on your face. You just... Yeah, it took me back to that. So when I had my accident, I was a cyclist and I was at a complete stop waiting to make a left-hand turn. So I signaled, I'm waiting, and I see two cars ahead of me. And when I shoulder checked earlier to move a bit more to the left of the lane, I noticed there was a car, but it was like way, 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 way back there. So I'm stopped. I can see the two cars coming. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And then I woke up. And it felt like I had a nap. So, you, you know, you get that kind of a groggy feeling like, oh, how long did I nap for? I thought I only wanted a 20 minute nap. What time is it? You know, that groggy feeling. So when you said rocks, I immediately thought of the pavement because that's where I woke up. I was laying down on the side of the road and I can see the yellow line very clearly because it was right next to me <laughs> and just cold pavement. And I just thought, what? Where am I? I thought I should be home by now. Was that a dream? Is this the dream? And then I look up and I can see the street sign. And I was literally around the corner from my house. I was so close to being home. And I could see the street sign. So I'm like, no, this, this is my neighborhood. But then I also saw the flashing lights of the ambulance. And I knew, oh, this isn't right. Something is not right here. This is not a dream. And it is that whole jarring effect where you're, you're going about your day. Everything's fine. And then rocks pavement <laughs> and everything changes i couldn't imagine mary just having that blanking out 
and not knowing. And then where do you take your life from there? There was a whole series of events that happened all around the same time. And going back to your comment about, you know, not knowing that it happened because you had the shock. In some ways, I'm kind of glad that I blacked out. Only because I didn't get to fully experience the shock and probably horror of it. Because I was a cyclist. Eventually, we found out it was an SUV had hit me. Mm. And, you know, you can only imagine what that impact and force would have been like. So in some ways, I'm kind of glad I didn't experience all of that. So during this time, I had just come back from maternity leave, too. So this was about six months in. So my daughter was only a year and a half, maybe 18, 16 months or so at this point. So young family had this accident. And luckily with my job at the time, I worked at a radio station. I was able to get uh, short-term disability and then that rolled into long-term disability. So my plan was to recover as quick as I could, but as we know, because I blacked out, it was because I had a hemorrhage, like I had a bleed in my brain. I still remember like the day after when I got back from the hospital, I wasn't admitted, but I was there just, and nothing broke, nothing else, just this, just this little bleed in my brain. (laughs) And I got home And then the next day, you know, emailing coworkers and getting my husband to call people that needed to know. And I remember getting a text from my boss and he said, you know, take all the time you need to recover. And I was like, oh, there's this project that needs to get done. And there was this I was working on and I'll probably just need like a couple days and then I'll be back next week and da, 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 da. And everyone's looking at me like, she's going to be back next week. Like she was run over by a car. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because you think, I'll be fine. I got all these responsibilities. One year later, still recovering at home. Hadn't gone back to work. Realizing that even though I thought in my brain that I'd be okay and that, oh, yeah, well, I can do this and I can do that. But every time I tried to do something normal, my body would revolt, basically. And as my physiotherapist would tell me, it's that your brain is constantly lying to you. Whether you are going through an accident and recovering or not, just day to day, your brain is like your software, I believe is what he said. So what is happening is that in order for a human to survive, your brain always needs to program in the software to tell you that everything is okay. Because if everything wasn't okay, how can humans survive from like being a Neanderthal to modern day. Your brain needs to either shut parts of your body and mind off in order to focus in on what needs to happen in that moment. So you believe that everything is okay in order to heal because when we are relaxed, we then develop that mechanism to nourish and feed and sleep All of those good things. Yeah. And even to make little silly decisions. Should I have coffee today? You know, because your brain might tell you, oh, you need coffee, you need coffee, you need coffee, even though your physical body might be jittering 
and you don't need more coffee, but your brain is telling you, oh, in order to get through your day, you need more coffee, coffee, coffee. So it, your brain is constantly lying to you. And so throughout my whole recovery, I kept thinking, oh yeah, once I get through this, this hump, once I, I, I had a bit of trouble walking, my right leg was like uh, cement. At one Ooh. point, I remember trying to walk up the steps and I would walk like you normally could. Well, I hobbled because I did have some injury on the right side and I hobbled to the stairs and I wanted to lift my leg up to get up the first step, but my leg didn't move. It mm. was like a ton of bricks and there were no neurons, I think, connecting my brain to my leg and my foot. And so it was like... Ugh. And it just felt like someone had strapped my leg down and I couldn't move in it. It was just the strangest thing. And again, imagine. that's your your brain not being connected to it. So I was like, I do have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the medical reports, they all the doctors and everyone telling me didn't believe it. Well, not that I didn't believe, but like it it took something like that for me to go, oh. I probably need to slow down. Did you ever get back to the job? It was our, okay. So our, my one year of being on leave was coming up. And so I, my, that was my main goal. Part of the recovery was a, I wanted to recover as best as I could before okay. the accident for my daughter. Cause like I said, she was really young at this point. And B, I wanted to go back to work. I loved working at the radio station. It felt like it was always fun. And going to work was never really work, work. And so I was like, nope, I, that's my goal. I want to want to go back. And so I went to the brain injury clinic. I had a cognitive therapist. And their goal was to meet my goal. Let's get you back into work. About three months before I was going to go back, we're like, okay, this is our plan for the next three months, this is what we're gonna do. And then when you get back to work, let's try a gradual return to work program to make sure that you can sustain being in this really intense, loud environment. Because I still had some light issues, um, sound sensitivity issues. If there were too many people in a room, I couldn't quite focus in on conversations. And so I still had a lot of cognitive issues. And so anyway, so I told my boss, okay, this is the plan for the next three months. I'm going to come back to work. I believe it was in May, was uh, May 1st was going to be the plan. And they were so excited to have me back. And I'm like, yes, here we go. And then in April, a month before I was supposed to go back, I got a call from my boss and said, I'm sorry, this was Toronto's decision because uh... big corporation we have to let you go and everybody in my department. And so they downsized all of us. They lost your job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in that Reality moment, is. I don't have a job. I no longer have a return to work program. What am I healing towards now? You know, like this whole recovery program was so that I could go back to work. But that's now gone. I have no work to go back to. So what's the point? Going back to then, okay, the other goal was for my daughter. So let's do as much as I can for my daughter. But then it also got to be thinking about, okay, well, 
I still need to do something with my life. <laughs> Can't just sit around and my brain to waste away. Mm. You know, and then you start thinking about, okay, well, what kind of job am I, am I going to get? And for somebody who's still recovering from a brain injury, like, what kind of job can I get? Yeah, you're hitting you the know? nail on the head on the brain injury, the disability, or whatever impairment when you're trying to figure it all out and get better. Plus, you're a creative person. And having your own name out in the world and, and creating matters. And it matters to your daughter, most of all, right? To see her mother do everything that she loves. So what did the discovery process look like? It was me sitting at home being sad for myself, going through all the emotions, I think. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was sad. And then I was like, no, I got this. It's fine. I knew it I, I kind of knew it was going to come anyway, because over the past few years, the whole industry has been downsizing. And I, a lot of my friends and coworkers had lost their jobs. So it wasn't a surprise, but it's always a shock when it happens. Of course. So, you know, you go through the anger and then you're like, nope, I'm fine. This was going to happen eventually anyway. And then you go through the sadness and then you go through more anger and then you go through doubt. And then you, you're like, well, what am I going to do with my life? So then, of course, you t I turned to podcasts because I listened to them anyway. But now I'm like, right. oh, wow, I have to find podcasts about positive mindset and motivation and discovery. And, and I'm just trying to figure out what my life is going to be like and listening right. to all these different opinions and shows and listening through all of that. That's when I put on my radio ears. I was Ooh. like, oh, some of these shows could use some help just either sound quality wise mm -hmm. or maybe it has to do with the fact that the, the interview aspect, like I have all these skills that I gained from working in radio, producing commercials, talking to people, interviewing people, being behind the microphone, editing things, audio, and I just, it kind of clicked. And I said out loud once, kind of a rhetorical question, like I, it wasn't meant to be answered, but my husband was standing there. I was like, could I make podcasts or help people create them is that a thing and then he just looked at me and he's like you yeah of course you could do that i'm like what huh who me me right. is it a thing and i was like what so i started looking lit up went down the rabbit hole of google yeah yeah <laughs> as one Love does it. and and realized wow there a there is a need and b there isn't that many people doing it as and the third one i couldn't find anybody locally who would do it either so then i was like okay maybe i'll just try this and use this as a my own self-imposed return to work program oh brilliant okay just want to add in, I love when you talked about your brainstorming and how you went down the rabbit hole. We did that in our session because I knew I wanted to create the show. And then I thought, well, what do, what do I want to talk about? Uh, what would people listen to? And, I, and it actually didn't really matter. And I love how you made that space for it. Yet when we did the brainstorming and we came up with the message and I said, that's too long, Mary. 
<laughs> you said, no, it's not. And I went, okay. And so we're just trying it and we, we launched it out. And these are the steps like that you made it so enjoyable and not so overwhelming. But I wanted to share some of the stuff that you did, like naming the podcast was part of your program. The confidence comes through the process of, of creating it. So can you tell me more about your, how you came up with your process? It was always something that I do. Like it's kind of ingrained in me because I'm kind of like the black sheep of the family. I'm the youngest of three kids, a girl in a traditional Chinese household. And so I always felt like I had to speak up louder. I had to make myself known because nobody paid attention to me in my family, at least. <laughs> and so my part of my value is always just try it anyway, because what have you got to lose? Go do what you think you want to do, not what you should do and give it a try. And then you know, if it doesn't work, let's try this route. Let's try a different one. Let's just be creative and try different options and see what what you can pull out of you because everyone's got some passion in them. And it's just a matter of dipping your toe into little different little pools to figure mm. out which pool is right, right for me. You're right. That's all we're doing in life. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So right. when we went through the program, it was always going to be about, well, I don't know what you want, but let's first figure out what your passions are. Because from there, you'll know if it lines up with that passion, with your values, with how you ultimately want to see this happening. Because it's not about, can I do this? Should it be this way? Because I get a lot of questions like that. Like, how long should my episode be? And should my episode artwork be like this or like that, or should it be this way? I'm like, well, what do you want? <laughs> oh, and I love you putting people into, myself included, into that choice. We often just look out and we go, what, 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 what do we do? What, what, what is the world telling me to do? And yet we rarely spend enough time going, what do I want? to put out there. You might be the newest best thing. You might be original. You might be what somebody out there needs. And yet you didn't ask yourself. I didn't ask myself, do I what, what artwork do I want? Well, hey, I went I picked a color and I picked a font and I just went, <laughs> let's go with this. And it looks kind of like it's in movement, and that's what I like about it. It can change for sure, right? Yet there's movement to it, and that's what really appealed to me. Yeah. So, yeah, asking yeah. yourself what you want. Yeah. And then knowing, too, that it's, even though it's your show, it's not always about you. What? <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> because we get this in radio. Whenever there is an on-air host, like if you're listening to the radio, the person who's talking on the radio radio is very ego driven. Mm. And so what I take from that is knowing it shouldn't be ego driven. It should be a and again, I'm using the words should. <laughs> <laughs> but in podcasting, it's not about the egos. 
It is about these conversations that we're having with each other. It is the human connection. So when you are creating your podcast, not only do you need to fit what you want to do and your passions and values and dreams, mm. but also that of the listener. So asking the question of yourself, but also asking the question of who will then be listening? Who is your ideal listener? And what are they doing? And what are they thinking when they are listening to your show? Because that's how they will connect with you and really drive what you are doing with your show. Yeah, it's kind of like the apex of, of what your passion is, what your ideal listener wants. And it's like they verge and they connect at this point. Yeah. And, you're, and we're constantly trying to shift and feel that out. I remember when we were getting ready for the interview about what you've discovered in your little girl and the there was something that i was we were trying to define the word passion oh yes uh-huh it was because she was starting kindergarten mm. this past september and we i don't know how we started talking about this but we were like yeah oh i guess i guess my husband and i were reminiscing about being in school and what we liked about school and trying to get her you know psyched up and we were saying oh yeah we liked this and that and and i said yeah but you know people focus too much on academics and she's like what's academics well that means they might grade you on something and you get a letter grade or you are striving to be perfect and know all the information but that's not what school can be school can also be really fun so your focus should be what your what are your passions and she said well i don't know what's passion what is that what does that mean passions are something that you never ever want to give up it is something that you love, 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 love to do. So what is it that you love to do? And she's like, I like to draw. I like books. I'm like, yeah, those are your passions. So if you like to draw, but your teacher is telling you that, you know, you what, what is one plus one? What is one plus two? And you have to do all the math. Well, know that, yes, you'll need some of this, but never forget that you will always have time for your passions and make time for your passions making time not wait three and a half years <laughs> <laughs> well you're three and a half years to start a podcast yeah 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 exactly and i uh that's probably why the tug of war thing was so strong and it was beautiful but i love the way you express passion and and gift that to your child because a lot of people and i think this is what's happening people are reaching out and talking to me that they're ready these big changes that are happening right now in 2020 it's causing a disruption and it's self-exploratory like we have yeah. to know and what you've taught your daughter is this beautiful check-in with herself what does she love we're just so bogged down with logic and reason um i i love the name of your podcast the podcaster's guide to a visible voice have you seen the new tv show i can see your voice no, I don't know that one. Oh, it's really time-wasting effort at its best, <laughs> completely. You know, you were ahead of your time because a visible voice is what matters. Remember when I was telling you about why I came to wanting a podcast is because I connected so deeply 
to it. And you told me about what the mechanisms that were happening in my body. So maybe you can like answer that question for other people. So why do I like podcasts? Why do you like podcasts? Well, no, I meant like, there's a, <laughs> you know, it, it was a human, it's a human thing. Like the, some, there was a transference when I was looking at a TV screen. I just felt like I'm consuming and I felt like it was mm. all like I'm looking out. Whereas right. when I had somebody plugged into my ears, there was a different feeling. There is a totally different feeling because you don't have, like you were saying, the visuals that distract you. So, ah. uh, yeah. So one of the other reasons why I loved radio so much and now podcasting is the same is that in the traditional sense of a podcast, mm -hmm. there isn't any visual elements like there, you know, people can listen to podcasts on YouTube and things like that too. But in the traditional sense, it's just on your phone, earbuds in, you are connecting to the one person you are listening to. And the power of your voice really transcends all those visuals. So even if you looked at a, watched a movie, if you closed your eyes, can you still get that same emotional connection to that person's voice. You know, you can, you can say the words, I love using the words, I love you. And no matter how you write it down, it's still the same three words. But it's when you say it with different tones and intonations is how you convey what you were truly, truly feeling in your heart. So your voice is just a vehicle for what's in your heart. So you can say, I love you. Or I love you. Or I love you. Or even just very quietly because maybe you're, you're shy and you're telling this for the first time to your partner and you're just saying, I love you. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm feeling the love, Mary. Yeah, your voice yeah. really shines. Your voice your voice is your soul. I, I'd have to agree. And that's why I'm totally geeking out with you. You've created me into this audiophile even deeper than I was before, because I'm really learning the mechanisms and the triggers to my emotions. When I hear people's sounds in their voices and how they create a, a colorful palette with their voice. And my only reference to a sound is when I watched, a, I can't watch horror movies. It's just not <laughs> in my DNA even when I was younger, but I, I watched a documentary on it because I, I used to really like look down on them. Yet they were the ultimate craftspeople at sound because you turn it off. We all know, turn it off and you just see people standing, walking, moving fast, falling down. <laughs> yeah, Locking it's kind of silly without sound, isn't it? <laughs> it's completely useless without the sound. But the sound added, it creates mood you know that tense feeling the the fear the the excitement the adrenaline of all of that it's yeah i mean i find that movies and tv shows they it's more looked upon in the industry at least that tv and movies are king while audio radio podcasting is lesser mm. but if you remove sound from, like you were just saying, from the movies and scary shows and things like that, a movie and TV is nothing 
without sound. And the best movies and TV shows are made with sound first and foremost. So what happens when people make uh, movies and TV shows is that they only think about the visuals and the stories off the top. And then after the fact, they'll bring in the sound and maybe create some sound effects and, oh, what music should we use? But there are so many great tactics that you can use with sound that just highlights and brings out the meaning of a story so mm. much more so if you didn't think about sound in the first place. 100%. Yeah, like I didn't get off my couch unless I had that support through listening to a podcast show or my dog, of course, and <laughs> part of my healing. <laughs> but when you, I think the other thing that you touch on is the fact that when we are in this recovery phase of being in an accident or what have you, and we're just stuck on the couch, we don't have that human connection. We've lost it because we're barricading ourselves in our home or we physically cannot move to get out of our home. So what do we turn to? And I found that podcasting was so great because of that human connection. It's my way to get into a world that I physically could not get into. So I wanted to learn more. I wanted to figure out my life. I wanted to connect with somebody else on the same level that I am at. So even when I decided, okay, I'm going to start this podcasting business. Oh my gosh, I've never started a business before. I went to radio school. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I need to talk to somebody. But then I realized, well, I physically couldn't really get anywhere. I couldn't drive. I couldn't ride my bike. I couldn't get on a plane, you know, at the time. Like, I couldn't go anywhere. So search for podcasts. Oh, right. Who else talks about starting a business? Who else start, talks about a creative business? Who else is talking about starting a business through tragedy? Like you can really niche down on your right. topics. And then that's how you're connecting with other people. I found that even though I, I physically was not part of that conversation in the podcast episode, I was so connected and drawn to those people and their stories and the knowledge that they were bringing. Wow. And so it, it took listening to somebody else talk about it. And since I physically couldn't meet people, this was how I was meeting people and learning was through podcasting. I wanted to ask you if you were to talk to anybody out there who were th was thinking about starting a podcast, like I did for three and a half years, <laughs> what would you say? Do it. <laughs> don't be afraid. And oh, don't be fear. afraid okay. of, don't be afraid of being judged and don't be afraid of perfectionism. Yeah. Because A, if you are want waiting for something to be perfect, you will never, ever, ever create your show. And two, the judgment, people will always judge you no matter what. People judge everybody on anything and everything. Well, whether judgment it, is innate. Because humans love to put things into categories and boxes just so they can understand what is going on. But knowing that this judgment is no reflection of myself, the judgment is all on the person doing the judging. So, be truly who you are. 
when you were behind your microphone, you are still you and someone is going to pay attention and love what you have to say. And you are going to change someone's world. And, you know, when you start a podcast, it's not going to be about the download numbers and I have thousands of loyal fans. But even think about if you can change one person's life through your podcast, you've done your work. Absolutely. I think that's it. It's just that connecting to that person is the most important. Like I've listened to lots of podcasts that I just listen and I will subscribe or I will delete and then I'll come back because it's just about getting your voice out there. And it's a long game, a long game of like, there's so much pleasure that I'm having with this. And I think about doing it all the time and I feel energized when I do it. That was the other thing, like doing vocal warmups which weren't that task orientated, like it was just easy. And then when I'm talking, I'm finding that it actually is quite meditative. The fun part that I'm discovering that I give zero, zero cares about is that during this podcast recording, this interview, I had the doorbell ring. Um, I had my phone go buzz buzz, <laughs> even though I turned it off. I Somebody tried to call me through another app. I'm like, you can't control of all that perfection People are accepting. And if you're speaking from your heart, people will listen. Someone yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to know, too, that there, even though when people talk about podcasting and all the shows get lumped together, I find there really is not a hierarchy, but there are two different boxes almost. The, Ooh, tell me more about when, that. Like the podcast that you and I create is very different from the podcasts that NPR creates, that the Wall Street Journal has access to. Those are very curated journalistic broadcast shows. They're very fine-tuned. They know exactly what is going to go in and out of it. And it's not this emotional conversation connection that we have with our type of podcasts. We are creating something that isn't meant to be perfect, that isn't meant to be this curated blockbuster sort of a podcast. We are creating something that is filling a hole such as that physical need to talk to someone and to have that connection with someone. We are here to fill that void especially now in this pandemic and soon post-pandemic world. You know, people need more human connection now more than ever. And I think podcasting is going to be the way forward with that. Like uh -huh. this kind of podcasting, not your curated journalistic podcast. But people tend to compare the two and say, oh, I want to be like them. And no. That's that's like a Hollywood movie, and we're making documentaries over here. Mary, you're wise. You see the vision. I see it too, and I'm really glad I hopped on board with you. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! And we're going to create community. Even though it seems like it's one-sided, I know that this is the way forward. Yeah. And it really connects with people all around the world. The world gets smaller with a podcast. <laughs> I know. I and know. bigger at the same time. 
because you are just exploding with so many more people to connect with and knowledge that you're going to gain just by listening to other and different shows. So what's next, 2021? Helping more people. Okay. Help Get their voice out there. Yep. Share their voice with the world. Yeah, I think it's going to, your business is going to explode. If I want to tell people how wonderful this experience was, and that's why we're here and we're doing this, I know that it just adds value to someone making a decision to not sit on perfection and not sit on judgment because it, it's a thing. We can just create what we want. We're playing in our sandboxes every day. But are yep. we really digging in? <laughs> and if you make a mistake, well, was it really a mistake? Who decided it was a mistake? Oh, rule number 108. Because <laughs> I think there was a point where I was trying to edit sound and I was trying to make it really quick, really short, really fast. And then I realized there was uh, impact in the space. Ooh, silence is golden. You need silence. Even when I am uh, coaching people with their voices, you need that silence because sometimes it's like a cliffhanger. That silence <laughs> makes people think. And it draws people into, ooh, what are you going to say next? But if you don't have the silence and then you just keep going, you don't put that pause in your voice and you just keep going or you edit out all the pauses, people don't have time to pause themselves and take in exactly what you've just said because they're trying to process the next thing you're saying. That would be the tip that I would give any new podcaster because I, when I was going to the editing room and I, I've even uploaded like the, the next episode like I dropped yesterday and then the next one for next Thursday, it still doesn't have enough space. However, going forward, the one that I've made for my people who sign up for my newsletter, I gave them the space. So it's kind of meditative. And I realized doing I was doing a meditation with a, a group of ladies the other day. And uh, I said, look, you know, what did you think? And they said, well, I want more time. I want it to take longer. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, you need space in between the words. And she goes, yeah. 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 And I was but like, again, see, that goes back to you asked the right question. What does your listener want? And that's what she needed because that's the show that you were creating. If, for example, you wanted to create a show that was really short to the point, it's all about energetic, energizing you, then you're going to take those silences out because you want to be full of energy. We're going to talk about this and this and this and wow, woo, whish, bam, bam. You know, like, you don't like that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Just in comparison to, okay, we want it to be more meditative. Mm -hmm. We want more time to breathe because humans naturally breathe. <laughs> that's true. And, and they... that's the energy that you want to convey versus the, woo, yeah, we're going to keep going because we're, we're high energy people, right? Yeah, that kind of carries people through. It's like riding the top of the wave. It's like the surf. Whereas I think my style is more to inspire the insight from people. And I realized just in the process of calming down and relaxing into this groove, the way forward for me is to be in, in connection with the listener. If I'm going to be in connection with them, I'm going to do it through the space that I give them. So it's like I'm playing a slow tennis game. 
and the ball <laughs> kind of gets stuck on their racket. Weird. I don't know where this metaphor came from, but yeah, they kind of get stuck and it's in their hands and they hold hold it. And then I like, think of it more like the Matrix. Oh, tell me that one. Which well, like like if we were playing a tennis match. In the Matrix, the Matrix movie, where yeah, it's just yeah. slow-mo, so like the tennis ball, boom, slow, boom, that liquefied boom, over to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I. You know what? It's timeless, violent yes. and timeless. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like I've I've plugged out of the Matrix, into the Matrix, and out of the Matrix. So both. So yeah. 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 This is, it really has been liberating. Like I, I feel going into 2021 that I want to double down on making more of these. So yeah. Just imagine what you, where your mindset is going to be when you create more and more episodes, because you're only at the beginning now. Well, that was my first ever publishable interview from start to finish. I want to thank Mary Chan, my podcast coach, for her storytelling skills and ability to go to the heart of her life and share it with you and I. As learning is the source of all wealth, I am rolling in profits. (laughs) The sound in my voice was so low. I did the best I could and Mary caught it and helped me out early. So I still kept it because I didn't want to lose the integrity of the conversation. My podcast coach said perfection is the best you can do with the resources you have at the time of creation. I hope you find comfort and joy at this time of year. I'm Laura. You can find more episodes at FlexibleLifeCoach.com and on your favorite platform or listening station. Thank you for listening to Secrets your mentor never told you. Yeah. Oh, it's already great. I absolutely love it. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Virtual hug. Virtual virtual cheers, too. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Oh, here's my coffee cup here. Yeah. Clink. Happy New Year. <laughs> Clink. Oh, yeah. That's, look <laughs> at you sound. I know. I such a sound. I'm a nerd. Sound no, nerd. I'm, click, click. You made me a nerd. We should... <laughs> That's going to be, you know what? There's some swag. I want to create some swag, Mary. <laughs> you right? made me a nerd, an audio nerd. <laughs> audio nerd. Yeah, audio, audio file, audio nerd, you know, whatever. Yeah, buy, yeah maybe start some swag. Ooh, I want to yes. do that too. Swag away. Yes. <laughs>